What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 82. Honestly, we got some topics to talk about here. We got some Canely news, CC documentaries, Snell, big time movement in the league, Gary being stupid yet again. I'll break my rule and talk about him, but without further ado, let's talk about it. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. How was your guys' holidays? It's good. It's good. Chilling. Chilling. Learned a lot about Kwanzaa. Really? Yeah. What'd you learn about Kwanzaa? Apparently Kwanzaa isn't a real, um, it's not like a festive holiday. What does that mean? It's kind of made up. What does that mean? I don't don't think it's made up. No, it's not. I didn't mean made up. I meant, I didn't mean like that at all. I meant like, it's not, it's not like a celebratory holiday, like Christmas and Hanukkah is. What does that even mean? Like, it's not about religion. It's nothing new with religion. How was your guys' holidays? (laughs) (laughs) It was a big topic at my table. So that was, that's what I was talking about. (laughs) I got a brand new pair of roller skates, actually. Roller skates or ice skates? Roller skates. What do you do? Who still roller skates? Well, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Well, yeah. Oh, it's coming back. You want to hear something funny? Roller disco? Roller skates actually had a shortage this past year. So I was trying to buy some myself. And I called so many places. It was sold out online. It was sold out on Amazon. That's when yeah. you know there's a shortage. And I called people in California. They said, hey, we got none left. It's a shortage. Shortage, shortage because, because of the anything? pandemic or because of just life? California's big roller skates. Yeah, state. California's big. But apparently yeah, people just wanted... California. Yeah, I can find them anywhere. People just wanted to like say come back. You guys are the first two I've heard say they want roller skates in probably ten years. It'll come that, back. That's what I was saying. I yeah, just think you're not year. you're not around the right people, Chandler. I think that's your problem. Fair enough. Gonna be first on your list next year, I guarantee it. Absolutely. So, I had a question that was the big topic at my table when we were talking about Christmas stuff, and there's been some recent like when it when it comes to Christmas music. I want to know mm. what your guys' favorite Christmas song is because there has been some like up and comers when it comes to Christmas music, and a lot of people are very particular with Christmas music. Obviously, because you, you know it's very nostalgic. You think of the memories, and it has to be like it's very hard to be a new Christmas song. Yeah. To, be, to be like in the in the mix, you know, in the regular, you know, there's the the war is over. There's like all I want for Christmas is you, stuff like that. Just. That Ariana Grande song is... I'm glad you brought dude, that, that up, Dude, that song is becoming a classic quickly. And that was the big topic That's of my... That's a good song. I didn't want to bring it up, but I want, that was what I was going to talk about. It's a good song. And I actually have a surprise for you guys. I got a rendition of that song, Santa Tell Me, about the Yankees. So we'll get to it after you guys tell me your favorite. Not to sp- I'm just going to tease it a little bit, but... We're playing it now or playing it after? Oh, I'm going to sing it. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Well, no, it's, it's going to happen. But I, what, I what are your favorite Christmas out. songs? I have no idea what their Ana Grande song is. I'm not going to lie. Well, you're going to hear it. I'm with you there. I'm I have no fucking clue. You guys my are just so uncultured. Mine no, is but... Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Of course it is. 
But see, that's a classic, and that's what I was talking about today. with like with the Ariana Grande Santa Tell Me. It's hard to become in that mix because it's just only classics, you know what I mean? So, I, but recently, since she's blown up to become the pop star of the world, everybody's taking it seriously, and she's she's coming for the throat of Mariah Carey. Yeah, easy. I hate Mariah Carey. She's been milking it for her whole life. Yeah, rightfully so, though. And she had I a new special. Every bone in my body, I hate that song. Yeah, you guys want to hear it? Not really. So about those Yankees. You know I'm going to do it, right? All right, let's get it over with. Just to send off Christmas. Can we're we still s- in the holiday mood. It's not too late. We're gonna lose, we're here losing, we go. We're losing listeners out here. We'll cut this part out. I'm going to take my headphones off. So, see you guys later. DJ, tell me if you really care. Don't make me watch this team without you on the field next year. DJ, tell me if you really care. We're cutting this right we now. Because we can still go for me to bring you back in. We're not publishing this. Pinstripes. We're not publishing this. rumors all around. I'm quitting. And I'm trying to play cool. But I think I'd lose it if I saw you with another team. Don't go to the fucking Mets. We'll give you a statue. I'm avoiding every article until I know it's true, Hal. Be like your dad. Stop being cheap. Please don't let him go. DJ, tell me. Thoughts? I am not. be honest. I'm not doing this podcast anymore. It gave me goosebumps, but not in a good way. We're we're actually cutting that out. Out of 10. Or a negative 5. Okay, well, I thought it was good. I swear to God, if you post that on our Twitter or Instagram, we, we're losing half our followers. That's for the podcast listeners only. I think we're losing podcast listeners right now. Anyway, let's get back to the Yankees, shall we? I don't really want to. I, I made my that, debut. That felt was big for me. I was nervous about that. It should be, because it was awful. <laughs> okay, well, I thought it was lyrical genius. Anyway, Tommy Lyrically, it was good, but... Thank you. I'll take that. Small wins. Tommy Canley goes to the Dodgers. What do we think about that? I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not even ready to talk about Yankees anymore. You were, you were ready before I started, so why not now? Uh, uh, I FaceTimed you. I was on my way home from New Jersey, and I saw it on my watch, and I FaceTimed you immediately. I was very upset that of all places he was going to go was yep. to the Dodgers. I, didn't I was sitting in time. fucking traffic, and then I got that news. Wreck on the interstate. I'm already fucking miserable. And then you throw that at me? I think traffic is probably the worst place to get bad news. Yeah, because you're already awful. upset. No yeah. Can't be, yeah. The only out, the only way out of it is to just drive off the rail. Yeah. Only, only other place is probably like, ah, never mind. What? What's the other bad place to get bad? I mean, there are yeah, other it's bad be places on my mind to get bad the rest news. Of the show. Nope. What? But anyway, let's break this down. So Tommy Canley goes to the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are just playing. They're just playing games with the rest of the league. They get... What the fuck just happened? It's a cat. Okay, something fell. Either way, we'll cut that out. So Tommy Canley goes to the Dodgers. Honestly, at first I was upset that he went to the Dodgers of all teams. But like we said before in the in the episode, just summarizing this offseason and the moves we were going to make, he was obviously a free agent. And we haven't been talking about him coming back at all. So people are upset, and I'm not really sure why, because... I'm upset that he goes to the Dodgers and it's going to fucking come back and bite us in the ass like Murph was telling me on the phone. And I fully agree with that. We're going to see 
Tommy Canley in next year's World Series because he's not playing next year. We're going to see him in next year's World Series. He's going to come out in the fucking eighth inning and he's going to shove it down our throats. He's going to go back to OG Tommy Canley who was addicted to Red Bull and he was just, just so much better. It's like Eminem when he was on drugs. He's better when he was before before the uh, when, he, when he wasn't on drugs. So well, This is what I told you when I called you and it's like Tommy Canley is the case where I feel like if he went to a team that was not the Dodgers, like say he went to like Detroit or something, he probably would. I just feel like we would have never heard from him again. It would have been like, oh, I remember Tommy Canley. But now that he's on a team like the Dodgers who need bullpen arms and have support, I feel like he's just going to be in a position where he's going to just, we're not going to want to face him for the next two years. Yeah. They're not paying him that much. Yeah. Tell me Gary Sanchez can hit that fucking change up. I thought we said we weren't talking about. Yeah, him. we're not talking about him. Right I'm now. not talking about. I'm just him. saying. I'm using him as an example. Anybody on that team, for that matter, other than DJ. I I I wish he didn't. Just because I know that if we are going to, you know, obviously we all want to go win the World Series, and the most obvious opponent right now is the Dodgers. It it makes it a little bit um, disheartening, at least, because I know we're gonna have to go through them eventually. And if we're facing him in an important playoff game, which will be the World Series. That's gonna be really shitty to watch, but because I fucking love the guy. He he left on good terms in a way, but we still were sad to see him go. We couldn't have been upset that he left to go to the Dodgers, but I'm I'm a little I don't know. Okay, I understand why people were like posting that they're upset and everything like that, but like you guys all agree we, we shouldn't have brought him back, right? I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's just it sucks to see him go to like a direct competitor. No, I know, and that, this you is know? probably the worst case scenario. But I, I'm just saying, like. Because they There's just nothing won. we should have done about it. Yeah, like he just he's up. All the other twenty nine teams have an equal shot to get him, and the Dodgers saw the value in him, even because even though he's out next year, and you know so do we. But if we're, if we're apparently a poverty team now, we can't be getting a guy like Tommy Canley and spending excess money. I know they they backloaded it, which is smart and very like seven hundred thousand the first year, and then like three yeah. million next year. So yeah. I mean, if we did something like that, maybe I would be more interested in the Yankees doing that. But again. At, by the time he comes back in 2022, he won't have pitched in two years. And then what do you even – and you're coming off a big-time surgery. You just we're, we're, dealing with, we're dealing with a lot of guys who are coming off surgeries. Our, one of our aces, Severino, is coming off in a, a big surgery. And, like, uh, do do we really – we're a very injury-prone team. Do we do we really want to sign up for another one that may or may not play? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. That, that yeah. was just me before, and I still – Stand by it. I am upset that he left, and I'm more upset that he's on the Dodgers because it is going to bite us in the ass, but I wouldn't have changed anything for the Yankees. Yeah. I thought it's not worth going into too much depth, but it's kind of worth talking about. Yeah. So anyway, the big news yesterday was the Snell, the last night, late last night, Snell got traded to the Padres, and let's let's turn it to Murphy here with the prospect breakdown because Murphy's our prospect guy. What do you think? What did the Rays get as a as a I'm whole? I'm hardly a prospect guy. I know I know they got four guys. One of them being Louis Patino, who I think is a pretty solid pitcher. I don't know where he is in the Padres organization, but I know he's kind of on the cusp of coming up, and I know he's got to be in their top ten at least. So he was the only name I recognized. I know you recognize um, the catcher there. Yeah, got. Francisco Mejia. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. I just recognized Patino's name, so I feel like it seemed like a pretty good deal. Snell was gone anyway. So if it's two recognizable prospect names from a team like the Padres that have such deep prospect pool, they probably did get a pretty good deal out of it. I would assume both ways. Yeah. Um, so apparently Patino, his he he pitched like eleven games this this last year. 
Um, he's oh, like oh, the number sorry. 23 prospect in baseball or something. Is he that yeah. high in baseball? Yeah, so he, he's he, 23, uh, 26, something like that. He appeared in 11 games. He had a 5.19 ERA. And he started one game and he won the game. Um, hey, congrats. Yeah. So, <laughs> congrats to him. I mean, small sample size, as Murphy would say. But I think from what I've heard and from what I've seen and from what I've heard people talking about, he's a pretty lights-out pitcher or like a very, very high-potential pitcher. I think short-term it's better that Snell's out of the uh, division, but I think he, this kid's probably going to be a problem in the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, listen, that, that. that's what I was going to talk about because, I mean, it sounds like they got a good haul. Francisco Mejia, switch-hitting catcher. He's been in the Indians organization, then he moved to the Padres. Uh the Padres are just unloading everybody. We'll get to them in a little bit about what they're they're going for at all, apparently. But, I mean, it does sound like the Rays got a lot in return. But, I mean, I, I don't see – I'm trying to put myself in the perspective of a Rays fan. I know there's few, very few of them, but I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. And if I'm them, I just made it to the World Series, and you're – this seems like semi-blowing it up. I know there was a rift between – Snell and he wanted out because of that whole situation. But even so, like trade him for somebody else that's going to play now. Like uh, it seems to me that it was just a very stupid move, and and yeah. maybe, maybe they had to do it because Snell really wanted out. And I saw him liking tweets of like, "Oh, this is la- the last time Snell was in a Rays uniform was uh, like when he got pulled and whatever in that debacle in in the World Series." But even so, if I'm a Rays fan, I'm super pissed about this. Well, they're trying to offload Kiermaier, too, right now. I, saw I, kinda, I was just going to say, I kind of disagree. Like, um, all right, one second. I, I, don't think, I don't think Blake Snell – I don't think it was because of the their – like, he wanted out or anything like that. I, I don't think so. Okay, then if, it's, if, it, it, if that's not the case, then they're playing – trying too hard to play Moneyball because I think, then – I think it was just the perfect mix. I think it's a mix of the Moneyball, and I think the tensions after, after Cash pulled him and what was game six – I mean, it was it was just the perfect time. There's his trade values through the roof. He rebounded nicely. He kind of struggled in 2019, I think. You can check me on that. I it, I may be wrong, but at least to his standards, he rebounded nicely. He's you know he's making a lot of money for Ray's standards, and he's pissed off. And you got that haul. I mean, I it think, makes sense from their perspective in a way, but at the same it? time, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, the, I, no, I'm these guys, same, in a way, I mean, if you're going to get rid of them, now's the time to do it. I guess, but these guys, aren't, these guys that he hauled back aren't going to be relevant for two to three years. I mean, they also just lost Charlie Morton, so now what does their rotation look like? It's fucking Tyler Glasnow, and then who? That's, but Marlborough. Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, is he great? He know, might be up next year. Like, this is how the Rays have always been. They've never been good when they've had to shell out money for it because they're so, one of the smallest caps in baseball. Yeah, and they so really... if they turn around. They gotta if they have to keep paying Snell and keep paying Kiermaier two of their biggest contracts while they already lost Morton and they're probably not going to fight back to the World Series. Like, they kind of get one shot every few years and then they got to dump salaries. They were never. They were good for a couple years with Longoria, but once he stopped producing his contract, they had to dump him the same way, and that's how they found their way back. That's mm-hmm. just how the Rays have to operate under their contract. So for, to me, getting rid of Kiermaier and getting rid of Blake Snell and getting rid of Charlie Morton all made sense. I mean, Blake Snell was making was going to make over $10 million next year. Was he a free agent next year? No. What, he, what are you saying? He's through 2020. He, he has arbitration. Oh. He's a free agent until – his free agent year is 2024. So, so the first the Padres are taking up his his first year contract was like a million dollars and then it was seven the next year and then this year was going to be ten and a half and then the year after is 
12 and a half, and the year after that is 16, and then he's a free agent. So his, his salary, I guess, was going up every year, and it made sense for the, the Rays to just dish him now. Huge chunk of their payroll. It's a huge chunk for the Rays, too. It's it's fucking massive. I wouldn't write them off, though. I mean, look at the way they develop young pitchers. They have guys come out every single year that you never fucking heard of that come on exactly. and just shove it down our throat. So that's why so, I, I mean, feel like the Rays had they had to have had some plan together, and I think it might have worked out just because of that, that pay cut. I think I mean, he's going to for the next five years, probably not, but they're going to be in a way better position than I think if they held on to Snell and Kiermaier for however much they're going to pay. So here's the thing I have with this trade because they are already a loaded farm system. Now they're adding two or three guys that are also studs too. So that is scary to me, and they're no longer going to be a problem in just the, the near future. They're going to be a problem in the AL East for a very long time now because they're, they're being smart about it. And, I mean... Snell coming off an injury last year had inning restrictions. He's been lights out in the playoffs, and that's why that whole situation blew up with Kevin Cash pulling him and everything like that, especially when he was dealing. But I don't know a guy a guy that has injury history, and I I, I kind of I'm now that we've talked about it, I'm starting to see the side of like why they would dump him. But with that being said, would you guys prefer or would you guys have liked to seen the Yankees go after Blake Snell if that's the case? Oh, I would have loved it. I don't think it was a possibility ever. But if there was any possible way to bring him there, I would have absolutely loved it. You would like Blake Snell and pinstripes? I don't know. He's I don't know. I kind I, of the worst for huh? personal reasons. I don't think so. Oh, I He's hate my dick. Personal reasons can't stand him. But I mean, you can't tell me when you know Jordan Montgomery slated in the two or three spot in that rotation that he wouldn't be a nice addition. Yeah, but I'm talking talent and ta- yeah. the talent. The talent's there, but like. The personal shit is a big deal, and if he's been one, in, I mean, just last year alone, like we, oh, we love beating the Yankees a little more, and then the Kiermaier stuff, and then the whole rivalry between us and them, and like the shit talking. I don't think he would have fit well. People were talking about Bauer potentially not meshing well with Garrett Cole, and I was like, oh, we we won't get Bauer because that. No, we won't get Bauer because we're cheap. But when it comes to relationships and stuff like that, I don't think that I don't think that Snell would have meshed whatsoever Not i think we could definitely have used him but also i don't think the yankees would have made the move because they're not being skittish about everything and and w- like what prospects do you think would have it would have taken from the yankees to get blake snell on this team i mean the padres just gave taken, up two big prospects so yeah. i think it would have taken dominguez at least it would have taken a lot it would have been worth it and i also think that the if you're a gm and you're you're the the steinbrenner family like you're not oblivious to the history between Blake Snell and the Yankees. Like he's literally per- he's personally called them out a lot of times. And I just think that's bad juju going into the pinch traps. And I don't think that would have ever happened. Would have been nice. Yeah. If he wasn't. No, a dick. I, don't, I really, I wouldn't have liked to see the Yankees go after him because I, I wouldn't either. Again, but I'm saying if, if it was just his talent, sure, but there's so much more that comes with it. Baggage, and not baggage. It. It's, I mean, and it, the amount of stuff we would, or prospects we would have to give up to get him and the baggage that doesn't make up for the talent. Yeah, that's just me. I don't think I would have liked to see him, but this does have significant impact to this upcoming year because this upcoming year now, like I said, Snell and Charlie Morton, who is the ageless wonder, who's just dealt against us in the playoffs too. They're both not in the rotation. I know you're just saying they could bring up this guy this year. They're very good about developing pitching, and they have Yarborough, who is good, but he's not Blake Snell. He's not Charlie Morton. So, again, they've they've downgraded their starting rotation 
they still have a stable full guys through 98 and I do respect their bullpen. They have a very good bullpen and they didn't lose anything there from that I know of, but I, they definitely took a, a, a step back. And if I was a Rays fan, I'd be very pissed off. But as a Yankees fan, it, it gives me a little bit more hope because I mean, we, we aren't getting better. It seems this off season, if we get DJ back, we are just trying to stay afloat at that point. It doesn't seem like we're getting better whatsoever. A lot of other teams are getting better. We are not. So it seems but this does make me happy because let's say the Rays kept Blake Snell. Let's say they kept Charlie Morton and they add another piece. They were already better than us last year. And now they're even getting even better. So when it comes to the AL East race, it definitely helps us out a shit ton this year. Like we said, down the line, it may be tough sledding for us because their, their farm system's disgusting. And they ha- also have people haven't talked about, but uh, yonder, what was it? No, Wander Franco's Wander coming Franco. up this year. Mm-hmm. He's disgusting. So, yep. I mean, it, they're just getting so, 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 so deep, and we can't count them out because they're going to be here for a while. Yeah, they're going to be annoying. Blake's still not, not going to be the reason why they kind of turn off and are not going to be a contender for the AL East. No, absolutely And we should not, not be thinking that at all because they're going to – they might be better. Yeah, and we might look at this deal in October and be like, wow, the Rays are geniuses again yeah. because this is what they do. They do money ball. But I, I personally think right now – I don't know. I, I don't really think they won this in the moment, but we very well could be looking at this in October and be like, wow, they're fucking geniuses. They saw something that we never saw. Blake Snell uh, is a cancer in the locker room, this, that, and the third. Like, I, I, I truly have faith in the Rays organization. Dude, they've been like... Way more than our organization. They've been like creeping. Go, go, go ahead, Murph. I'm just thinking of this as like the Archer thing. Like, remember when they dealt Archer for Tyler Glasnow and Austin yep. Meadows, neither of which anybody had heard of at the time. And mm-hmm. now Glasnow is the best pitcher in their rotation and Meadows is one of their best bats. So I think it's going to be that kind of situation. What did Archer do on the Pirates? Nothing. Sucks. Like, not that Snell's not going to do anything on the Padres, but like, it's. I think it's the same kind of thing. They're not going to make that deal if it's... It's a similar not- situation for sure. You know, Chris Archer was a huge name and now I haven't heard shit about him since. Exactly. I forgot what I was going to say before right. that. That's good. It'll come to me. So, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I, I do think that... Oh, I was just going to say that... Okay, the, there you go. You found it again. I was just going to say that the... Like, the Rays have been... I feel like, me personally, I feel like they've been creeping up on us for a couple of years now. I feel like when we've been talking about them, like, two, three years ago... Creeping we were, up on us, they won the at least. I'm saying progressively throughout the years. Like a couple of years ago, like I don't think I would have ever been like, oh yeah, the Rays are big contenders this year. I'm talking about like two years ago, three years ago. But like they've been consistently getting better, and I was really confident we were going to win the division. And then look what happened, you know. So like, I'm I'm just saying that they know what they're doing, and they they make these moves that may seem stupid up front, but like Murph said, they kind of come back and bite us in the ass later on. If you had to put odds on the ALEs contenders at this very moment, where would you rank them as to don't give me like plus three fifty, don't go into that much detail, but like rank the the odds of who's going to win the ALEs this year as we sit right now and that means take DJ off the Yankees. What do you mean by like, 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 like percentage wise? No, I said don't give me that detail. Just tell me rank one through I five. I think the oh. second. Behind us? And we're one. Assuming health, yeah, we could. I think we could still win the division without DJ. If yeah, healthy. I think assuming health, I'd put health, Rays, Blue Jays, and then us as it stands right now. I mean, that's a little out of hand. I think 
I don't Jordan think Montgomery is our number two starter. As, we it start sits, the yeah, as it sits, we don't have a full rotation. Or, yeah, we it, don't even have a rotation. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware of what's what's going on in the, in the lineup. We've been talking about it for for six weeks straight about the lack of pitching. I know. I'm just I'm just saying. I, as it I sits just right this minute, that, we are not a we are not a dominant baseball team. I think that we are like missing one or two pieces, and that's just literally just pitching. I think without DJ Mayhew, we're still better than the Blue Jays. It's been a couple weeks ago. We're missing. We need. Two number twos and number threes. I forget exactly the phrase. But regardless, I think I think it will be a it will definitely be a tight race for one between us and the the Rays. But I don't think the Blue Jays are going to be. I I don't think the Blue Jays are going to be like that much better than us to to Blue make Jays us go to three. Us like fifty games into the season last year. <laughs> I'm the aware. Blue Jays, if the Blue Jays get DJ Lemayhu, all right. If we get DJ Lemayhu, then we're a different story. But you're talking about right now. I, know, the team. I, I didn't say anything. I was saying. Well, I'm just saying. I'm saying they passed us 40, 50 games into the year last year. Take away DJ Lemayhu, and I mean, what what do we? We're worse, and they're the same or better because their young core of you know Vlad Jr. and all them, Bo Bichette, they're getting more experience, they're getting better, and we're losing pieces. Yeah, like I said so before, as it sits right now, I mean it's a toss up. I, I agree, might be an overreaction. But. No, and I said that last year, I said last week. I mean, last week I was saying how important DJ is to this team, and if he's not on this team, like remember all the moments that he had on the Yankees and all the clutch moments, and like. He was healthy. That was a big, the best availability is availability, and he was the only one. So seemingly healthy. Voigt played through health, and he had a hernia or whatever it was his foot shit. But I mean, DJ, you take him off this team, this is a different team, especially when guys won't play. Tyler Wade would be the everyday second baseman. As much as we like Tyler Wade, he's not a good second base. He's a good second baseman. He's not a good hitter whatsoever. But I don't know. I, I think obviously there's a lot more to. To play out in this offseason and it's been slow as hell as you guys listening know just as much as we do and we're sitting here grasping at straws of things to talk about but luckily i mean this clearly this hasn't even been like a yankees podcast this has been a, a raise but obviously it has huge uh ripple effects against with us but no it's massive i mean it's yeah so i mean we'll see what happens with with the rest of the offseason if we get any better but i mean the padres We'll talk a little bit about that because it's just kind of crazy. That's the biggest baseball news that's going on right now. The Padres not only got Blake Snell, but they're also looking to get you Darvish, who's coming off a borderline Cy Young year. And I, Clevenger is still out till 2022, but I mean they're they're going for it. And they got some other guy too. Who was the other guy? You can count. I mean you know? Paddock, if you want to count him, he was really good as rookie year, but he kind of shit the bed last year. But I mean still. Yeah, him, Denelson, Lamette, Snell, you Darvish. <laughs> Some people are saying they still can get Bauer. I don't know. Rachel Luba is just trolling, just like Bauer is. But what did she say? She said recently. She said like the the San Diego Padres are tired of losing. Seems seems to me or something like that. I don't know. Like, Shut the fuck up. Just make a decision already. I know. Jesus, Christ. we're done talking about them. But it's just crazy. It's it's cool to see that the Padres you know are gonna just do? going for it, huh? I mean, you know they're going to sign in like Japan or something. Where are the Padres getting this money? Because like I don't know. Whatever it is, like why? Where is our money? Are we just hiding it? They're going all in. Yeah, they're going all in. <laughs> I mean, why don't we go all in? I'm having a hard time seeing the Padres in the World Series. I really am. Like, especially when the Dodgers are in their division. Like, they're going to spend all this money, and they're going to be a really, really solid team. But, like... It's kind of crazy how the two the two front runners in the National League are in the same division. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of the time, it was the Yankees and the Red Sox, so... 
I know, but it's, it's, yeah, cool. No, it's, it's just cool. cool to watch. It is cool to watch. They're gonna play each other a ton. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's all the more impressive too if they each make it because I mean they beat up on each other and that, that yeah, hurts exactly. the record as well. But I have, it, a, I have a feeling that like Trevor Bauer is gonna do like a live stream of his decision like LeBron. I'm gonna fucking hate it. He has no, but bit, like no. He's gonna do it though. I, I'm so confident he's gonna do it. I don't think it's gonna be a a fucking. He's been trolling us too much. He has he had to have been planning some sort of like big event for him to announce his his sign. There's no way it's just gonna be like a tweet from like Jeff. Yeah, Jeff who? Pizan. <laughs> My name is Jeff. I wish I had that queued up on the soundboard. I was waiting for you to say something a little bit like perverted. I was gonna play. That's what she said. For yeah. a name. No, you, you, there. you didn't get it. No, you, I was telling you, you didn't fall into my trap. But anyway, do you guys see the CC documentary? Yeah. I know Murph together. doesn't because he's <laughs> he's doc poor still in college and he doesn't have HBO Max, but the rest of us saw it. Huh? Sorry. So the rest of us saw it and I'm sure a lot of you guys saw it too because there's nothing else going on in the world right now. And we honestly, I was sitting here with Damon watching it. It took, it took me back. Like, yeah, it just, did. It took me back to a bunch. It just took me back to just watching baseball, being in the stadium. I mean, I, the end of it, they actually like foreshadowed the one part where he uh, was injured in the ALCS game four, I think it was against the Astros at Yankee yep. Stadium. And I was there for that. Uh, we were also we were there, there for too. That. That's what I was about to say because we were there for that for that game. I think we've talked about this before, but he was on the mound and then he got it was clearly hurt, and he threw one more pitch and his arm literally just fell off. So. It was just cool, like that. They that the way he went out was just like throw until his arm couldn't throw anymore. Yeah, and that was a really cool moment for us because we were at the game and it was just sick to watch that final pitch and to see that in like the CC documentary is like that's really cool that we saw that live. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't see that final pitch because it wasn't televised. I'm sure there was a commercial, and then that was his last pitch, and it was it was really 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 cool to watch. But the the entire documentary as a whole was. Really well done. Like I didn't know how it was gonna be. Be I know a lot of people like hyped it up and were like, "Oh, the CC documentary is on," and I was like, "Okay, like I'm gonna watch it." Obviously, I didn't know how, like how it would be done in, in comparison to the other like Thirty for Thirties and other documentaries that we've seen, like The Last Dance. But I, I think it was really well done. It, it talked a lot about the his battle with with uh, alcoholism and stuff like that. And I I I thought it was cool. I thought it was really fun to watch. It was deep. Like you said, it brought back a bunch of stuff. I remember exactly where I was sitting when I got that notification in 2015 that he was off the playoff roster the day before, day of, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it was cool. It was really well done. I mean, it was it was cool. And I then, think, like you said, seeing that last pitch in person, I mean, yeah. that's, that was badass. Yeah. I think it was cool because they, like, they talked about pretty much everything but winning the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. like I think, no, I think that was cool because like yeah. I, you you would think that like a documentary like that would be a sports documentary, especially would be like oh going through troubles and trials and tribulations and then come back and win a World Series and all you know it's like no yeah it was about CC yeah, yeah it was I about love. CC and it was about the journey that we had no idea about but we didn't really know and it, he kept hidden from it for a while so it was cool it was definitely cool yeah not not what I was expecting but in a good way yeah and back to a little bit of the current Yankee news I made my I made a rule. That I wouldn't talk about Gary until he bats over 250 mm-hmm. in this upcoming season. If that ever happens, when it ever happened, I wouldn't talk about him. What's he batting in the Dominican but, League? 
So what if you went one Don't for one? Don't even fuck it. Do not say the word Dominican League to me ever again. <laughs> but what if he gets a hit in his first at bat and he's batting a thousand? Is that what you're going to talk about? No, no, no. It's got to be like the the minimum at bat thing it's that they they have to qualify for. You know, like the the batting average title and all that stuff. So the whole the whole shebang. But I do have to break that rule. I will go right back in. It's like when Dwight when Dwight Schrute was like uh, he was shunning. I think it was Ryan, and he was like yeah. shun, unshun, and then he would talk to him and be like. No, you idiot. Shun. Reshun. <laughs> so I'm going to open back up my rule. I'm going to talk about him for this moment because he's being an idiot again. And then I'll reshun him. So I'll open it up. There was an article with Gary Sanchez and Marley Rivera and an uh, interview between those two. And the, the headline on ESPN is, I don't know why I, was, I wasn't playing Gary Sanchez on being benched in the playoffs and his future with the Yankees. And I, I just – I'll get your guys' take before I say what I want to say. But, like, what do you, did you guys read this article? No. Oh, yeah? I saw the headline. Chandler, I what, what do you think? Read it. I mean, I saw the headline. That was that was plenty. How the fuck do you not know why you weren't playing? That's – I just like, what? In that time like this, when the entire Yankees fucking – In this economy? Base, when the entire fan base has turned their back on you, I mean, aside from a few people that think his like Dominican 301 batting average is the savior of the franchise, aside from that small group of people, how could you possibly come out and say that? Like, take some take some accountability, realize that you sucked ass, and <laughs> read the fix room. it on the field before have you a, tell me you have, don't understand why. Like, get a clue. Just read the room. Like, it's better. Read your own fucking stats. <laughs> You know, Google what? yourself. I feel like this is like, this is like where like a parent just step in and be like, you know what? If you don't know what to say, just don't say it because you were an idiot. Like, don't fucking say that. I mean, like Chandler said, if he even just Googled himself and his yeah. stats, I Google myself from time to time. I'm a little bit. I'm aware. It's a little of, weird. I'm aware of myself. I, I know what I'm doing, but like when I go about my day and I fuck up, I don't just be like, I don't just completely ignore it. And like if I miss multiple, like if I was taking my tests. And I failed like three in a row. Who's like, I don't know why I'm failing. I, like, I didn't study or whatever the fuck it may be. Like, he was batting 112 and he's like, I don't know why I was benched. So you're batting 112 and you also can't field the catcher position. So you don't know why you're benched? Get a fucking clue. I mean, and then he, he also blamed it on Boone too. He blamed it on Boone and he was like, oh, like I, so I, don't, I didn't read too deeply into it. My friend even said too, like he blamed it on Boone. And like, just have some self awareness. Like he blamed it on Boone, and then they all they Boone and him hash it out. And then he goes goes out and says this to Mario Rivera. And you got to believe Boone's probably like, "What the fuck are you saying?" I thought we figured this out, Gary. Like you're still not going to be the starter. Probably it's going to be Higgy to start the day and the whole personal personal catcher situation. And we know how it's slated for this this upcoming year for Gary's season. And I I don't know what he's trying to do with this, but. I mean, just have some fucking self-awareness. Like, just wear it on the chin like a normal human being. When you fuck up, you clearly, like, I mean, this would be a different story if he was batting, like, 250 and he still hit the home runs Mm -hmm. that he did and he was a good catcher. Like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be benched. But if you're one of the worst players in the MLB and a laughing stock among the position and just the MLB in general, I know there's a stigma about Gary's pass balls, but there's a stigma because you're leading the league in pass balls every single when year. When your name is trending for a bad reason Fuck. on Twitter, every fucking Yankees game, there's a problem with you. There's a problem with you when there's that many people talking about it every time you take the field. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. 
That's Higashioka to him. <laughs> and it's been Higashioka to him. He's the captain now. I don't know what Gary... Maybe Gary's doing the Bauer thing, where he's just trying to drum up some, like... Just, he has just no, some buzz about he the has Gary no name. authority to already, do that. I mean, this podcast has already wrote him off for this offseason until he bets over 250, at least I have. So maybe he's just trying to get his name back out there. Like, have hey, ever, remember ever, me? I'm El Gary. I'm the Kraken. Have you ever seen that, uh, <laughs> the, you know, like that Eric Andre meme where like, he shoots the guy? Well, like, Let me in. Oh, no, why, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Like, that's Gary. He shoots himself. And he's like, why would anybody do that? <laughs> Ah, uh, whatever. It's just ridiculous. Like, I, I can't stand. This. I'm really done talking and I, about re, it. Reshun. And that was the last you've heard of he who shall not be named. So, that's it for me. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, anything else happened? I kind of missed a lot. Classic offseason talk. We're just talking about documentaries and just other teams' <laughs> trades. But for those of you who are listening, I hope you enjoyed it. You guys have any like other any Yankees news that we could talk about right now? I just hope something happens before the next time we record. Next yeah, Monday. yeah. Hopefully something happened. Yeah, I mean, I thought I, this is a pretty good episode for the for what we actually had to work with. But like, if imagine we had like a Yankee, I, I want to, to, to sign anybody. It could be the smallest person ever. I want to like, break him down. There we and go. Just There's talk something to talk about. There Boom! A, uh, this like podcast just got five alley. minutes longer. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Darren O'Day, he was in what article was that? Pinstripe Alley article of why oh my he, God. he just would be an intriguing fit. <laughs> That was an accident. I promise. That was- <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Most of their articles that I've seen, so a lot of them are unrealistic. But I mean, this is you know, I mean, it kind of fits what we talk about here. We let's, let's see are very open fans of Darren O'Day here. Well, Luke in particular. I mean, you could check the tape. I said that the day after we got eliminated when we did the season review podcast and we were forecasting the off season. My number one move, more than DJ Lemayhew coming back, maybe the same. Was to get Darren O'Day in pinstripes. Sidewinder. He's he's shifty. He's crafty. He's all those words, all the synonyms you can use. He's he hides the ball. He does everything right. He's cheap. He had like a one four ERA, maybe less last season, shortened season, whatever. But like I use the guy in in MLB the Show all the time. And he's lethal. He's lethal. He's he's a freak. Like I mean, we've talked about it before. I'll reiterate a little bit. But on that on that uh, off season preview episode. I was saying, like, look what the Rays got. They got this guy who sidewinds. I don't even know his name, but like, isn't that half? That's half the the like the benefit of having him. You don't know this guy. He's a no name, but when he gets on the mound, you don't have any scouting report on him. But he throws like a sidewinder submarine, and then you're like, what the hell just happened to me? That was that was pretty much what R.A. Dickey's entire career was. Nobody could figure him out, and then just all of a sudden, like, I don't know what just happened. And then they figured him out. They got tape on him after he borderline won a Cy Young, or did he win a Cy Young? You want it. And then he got shelled every year after that. So, so I mean, the, it's just a one-year like hidden ball trick that we can get Darren O'Day and nobody will know about him. I hate to be that guy, but the... He signed somewhere? No. Um, I would have cried. This Pinstripe <laughs> Alley article is just an opinion. It has no... Oh, yeah, no, no I know. I'm just, yeah, we're just happy to see that other people... We're not crazy. They other probably people. just listen to this, us rant about it, and they're like, let's just write a blog about it. Like there's no evidence that anything as if it's a unique that opinion. Any rent? I mean, I haven't heard anybody else talk about Check it. Check the tape. I said Check it on. Tape. I said it on. If I'm not October mistaken, you 20... said that that was more important than DJ Lemayhew. I yes, it is. <laughs> Clearly, I mean the Yankees. I don't think they're okay, but that's like a little like last the minute. The Yankees seem to think so. Give him an invite to camp, bring him in, whatnot. Invite to camp? The man had a one like two ERA. I know, I know what you're saying. Not going to be like a headline. Get him done before DJ. Like he, he might 
be like a mid-February signing. I mean, I, I would just love to see that. That's all I want. I do. If you get DJ and you get Darren O'Day, that is a book it. That's the offseason. Like, that's okay, stop the count. Like, that's that's all I want. That's that's literally the perfect offseason. Maybe get Corey Kluber too, because we don't have any pitchers. But you know, I, <laughs> we, we could Trevor Bauer, maybe Lindor, maybe maybe Spring. I don't think any of that's happening. I forget. But did we talk about you, Darvish, earlier? He's going, yeah. he's going to the Padres, right? Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was running a race around today. I forgot here, but to get him like soon, like today, tonight, like, tonight. By, by the time they listen, he's probably on on the Padres. He's probably in pinstripes, but not our pinstripes. Mm. Our, should, other people shouldn't be allowed to wear pinstripes. Like that's our thing. I'm not gonna lie. I saw that today. It was very one misleading, and two, what? it, it kind of pissed me off. It was like, what about other Bauer? people wearing pinstripes? Like, it was like somebody Udarvish tweeting. Thing. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> it was like, it was like Bauer. You would look so good in pinstripes, and it was a picture of him in a Padres uniform. I was like, that, that's that's not your thing. Get the <laughs> yeah, shoe. you can't get fuck that. out of here. Shoe with fly. That. Don't bother me. Like that's not exactly. that's our thing. Yeah, there are rules here. Exactly. Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Mark and zero. I'm going to start setting myself up like that. No yeah, way you have that queued up. No, he. What do you mean? You set, you set yourself up for that. I set myself. I, I lobbed yeah. myself off the yeah. backboard and I just slammed it home. Yeah. Mur- Murphy awesome. loved that. I did. I did. I don't love a lot of stuff you do, but that was a good one. <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's, that, that's my friend over there. <laughs> Murphy, you'd be you're, you'd be shocked. You'd, I, I would no, lo- I would love I'm, for you I'm to see specifically with the sounds. Mm. Oh no, I was about to say you'd be shocked how much I have queued up. That's yeah, wait, I gotta wait no, for the there's a lot. That one I gave myself a little bit of a layup off the a kiss I'm it off the glass. It, it, yeah, it, it. yeah. Keep that one on there. You know, Murphy. They've done studies. You know, sixty <laughs> percent of the time it works. Every time. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah. You, you know, had it. You, you had it. it. You killed it, and you were really being praised for a minute, and then just kind of, you know, shy yourself in the foot. All like right, the, like the Eric Andre meme. That will do it from us. Full circle. <laughs> Who would do that? Who would do? Who would do that? That? Why would you do that? Back to the drawing board to put more sounds on. If you, yeah. if you guys who are listening to this this podcast right now, I don't know why you would be, but if you have any ideas for my soundboard, I am all ears. DMs are open. Uh, for those of you who have not left a review yet. I mean, we see the numbers. We see who's listening. We see how many people are listening. There's, there's a good amount of you. And there's only about 177 reviews on iTunes. And I'm a little bit disrespected. You come back here every week. You eat my potatoes. You, I, you, you're eating what I lay out for you. And you don't give us a review. Yeah, Murph, I know the analogy wasn't there. but like That was not good. You're here. That was not good. Give us a review. We'd love it. You clearly like us. If you don't, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you anymore. But that's all we got from me. I think just don't if rate you're us. If to talk about the uh, the reviews, I think you should just frame it as like the if you or a loved one's been affected, just do it. You know, like if you or a loved one's been affected by Luke singing at the like beginning Selena of the episode. Like Selena and Barnes? I forgot Is that about the commercial? That. No. Yeah. Maybe we don't want yeah. anybody to leave. It's Selena and Barnes. Yeah, but aren't they the injury returns? If you ever, if you have a loved one have been affected by an accident. Like mesophilioma or something. Oh, is that like that? Yo, did you I know, know. Did you know Barnes died? The Selena to his so Barnes? It's just Selena now. That's very misleading. Right? Like all their ads now are just call Selena. Selena Gomez? Uh, Alright, let's end this. Bad one. That's, that's, that's what we're going to call it. Anyway. Let's hope the Yankees make some moves, because uh, this is really fucking boring. Yeah. But we come back every week. Sports, baseball, that's us. 
All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Can't control it, I never wanted to Cry over you 